Hello and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Josh Bacon and Joe Roberts. How are you two doing? I'm very good, thank you, Sam. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Joe? I'm doing good, thank you. That's great to hear. And we are back after the two-week break for a Paul Ricard preview, aka France. And first of all, lads, let's get your general thoughts of the track. What do you think about Paul Ricard? Um, the track itself, well, it is massive. Not as in it's quite wide, and there's also lots and lots of runoff. So I don't think we'll see any, if or little or any red flags. So hopefully, no more Le- Leclerc cheating to get on pole. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, so it should be a, it should be a, a decent race. I'm expecting a a lively start, but not sure how the rest of it will go. But yeah, the track the track's quite good, quite fun to drive as well. So we'll see. But yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah, this is this circus of falling asleep. One, uh, it's a, <laughs> they they could have chosen, I think, for me, a better circuit in France. They could have livened it up a bit with not having massive runoff errors that go on for miles. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those circuits where it, it does produce overtaking, but it doesn't really excite me in a way of circuits. It's quite, um, yeah, it's just boring. Because the, there's the, 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 the track isn't abrasive enough to cause it to be like a two-stop or or free stop, and it's just a boring one stop. Yeah, well, it is. It's one of those races which is half the half the races for you, which one the dull ones, isn't it, Joe? But um, yeah, this this track um, was in the eight uh, all France. They raced in the eighties and nineties for Tony Paul Ricard in twenty eighteen. There's going to be a lot of track limits enforced by the FAI we, uh, this weekend. They have released a list, and it's a it's a quite a hefty list, which is understandable. Bear in mind, as you said, the amount of runoff here is ridiculous. Little tire wear will be probably one sub strategy for every side of us to see what's to mix it up. And it probably it's one of those tracks. It's not Red Bull track. I'd say it's more of a Mercedes track. They tend to do well here. I, f- I forgot to walk you back, Joe, because I, r- I remember you weren't here for the last podcast. So uh, oh, nice thank, to- yeah, thank you, Sam. For, yeah. Nice to have you back after <laughs> your one week absence. Uh, yeah. Well, what an honor to have your, your really upbeat and positive opinions back, especially <laughs> for a track that you rate so highly like France. Very much missed, Joe. Very much missed. Yeah, but we 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 got a we got a good replacement in Rob. Um, moving on, fond memories. I mean, admittedly, the track returning in twenty eighteen means there aren't many races to choose from. So we can talk about uh, racing in France in general, or I am anyway. But what are your fond memories, Joshua Joe? And uh, Joe, I know you're basically going to use this time for a little bit of a, a rant about the track. Oh, Josh, you want to go first? Or? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll save your rant for the viewers, all right? <laughs> we'll save your rant. Well, Sam's already said it, is uh, the 2018 Grand Prix, because like I said in previous um, previous podcasts, um, I don't really, I wasn't really interested in F1 
uh, back then. So, um, when I was younger, so I don't really know the the newer the newer era of races. Uh, so I went with the 2018 one where Hamilton won. It was quite an eventful race, to be honest. Um, uh, the the first the first lap causing a safety car when uh, Stroll and Ocon, I think, uh, crashed into each other. And also Vettel outbreaking himself into turn one and going into the back of Bottas and causing them both to pit and come, come out last. Um, so, yeah, it was quite eventful for the start. Um, and obviously, so obviously Bottas and Vettel were at the back. And once the safety car restarted, they, they both just flew up the field to the fifth and sixth. Uh, behind the top four of, I think, the two uh, Raikkonen, Hamilton, uh, Verstappen and Ricardo were currently top four at that time. Um, so, yes, it was from the, from the beginning, it seemed quite fun until, like Joe said, it's not the best of tracks, it's one stop. So when the pits, pits came in, it all changed a little bit. Um, Hamilton led the whole time. Verstappen uh, was in second the whole time. The only thing that really changed towards the end was Raikkonen being on the ultra soft tires compared to Ricardo being on soft. So using the DRS, he overtook him towards the end to get the last podium spot. But like Joe said earlier, it's not it's not the most exhilarating of tracks. So to find a good race from France, you'll have to go back further, which I think you're doing, Sam. So yeah, 2018 was my France highlight. Uh, as surprising. Um, yeah, well, for me... I think the only one I can remember that she's been decent, like in terms of France circuit, was this might have been Imola. Might have got this confused with him with, and he did a four stop when Schumacher did a four stop or something. Like that. Might have been, it might have been Imola. Apart from that, it's been, yeah, the the France don't really produce very many good circuits, except from Le Mans, um, because I don't know, they just. They just make every every circuit like football state like the um, Baku football stadium, which like athletic stadiums. You can't even see you're like miles away from the pitch, so yeah, it's it's miles away from the action and it just causes boring racing. And it's yeah, it's yeah. I don't particularly like France as or put Paul Ricard as a uh, a circuit. Uh, they they could have chosen. Le Mans tried to make that an A grade or FAI, FA, FII, um, sorry, FIA graded track. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's one of, it's, I don't know why they chose this track. They could have chosen, I don't know, play a country like, like some, some, South Africa, that track in South Africa. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's, yeah, I'm not going to go on too long, but it's just a terrible track with no good memories. Yeah, totally. Now, they could have made a Le Mans a YMCA circuit, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're completely right. My my fond memory of France is uh, back in, in my heyday, in 1989, the French Grand Prix, and it was back in the Prost versus Senna days, one of the best Formula One rivalries of all time. And the race was crazy. It started off crazy anyway. Pandemonium at turn one, as Brazilian Maurizio Gugilman locked his brakes up and went flying in 
to um, basically half the grid, uh, taking a lot of them out. It was very similar to the Grosjean hitting Hamilton at, I think it was Hungary, uh, where they basically, uh, yeah, they uh, are taking taking everyone out. And it's very, very similar to that and causing a red flag. On the restart, Senna retired due to a differential uh, failure. And from then, plain sailing for Prost. He had it in the bag. He led the majority of the laps. as He led all the laps after Senna retired. And that win put Prost in the lead of the Drivers' Championship, which he wasn't before that race, an 11-point lead over Senna. And he was so dominant in this race. Uh, Nigel Mansell, who finished second, finished 44 seconds behind, which is ridiculous. And of the 26 cars that started, 12 finished, which really shows how crazy that race was. But yeah, um, that was... Do you know the track? What, what the French track? Yeah. No, no idea. Do you? Okay. No, no. It's just, it's... Well, there you go. So <laughs> I, I, might, I might know, but I just don't, I don't know. So it's causing an argument out of nothing. I know that's that's so Joe. But um, <laughs> moving moving on to what do we expect to see this weekend? Uh, our, our segment where we pick five things that we expect to see this weekend. Pretty self-explanatory. So guys. What do you expect to see this weekend? I'll, I'll go first. Um, I think Bottas is going to win. I think it's, I think it's a big, big statement. Um, just because the fact he hasn't been doing well this season, I think Max is not going to be on the podium. Um, I think Perez will, will get will get on the podium, beat Max. Um, and I think. Mazepin will crash somehow. How is that? How does that always get in somehow? Whenever you can't think of like a fifth one, you're always like Mazepin. I'm on three at the moment, four at the moment. Sorry. Um, and I think one race. He's crashed out of one race, Joe. <laughs> and I think a um, non-Mercedes will get pole. Ooh. I'm, I'm Red Bull. Sorry, I'm Red Bull. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. There are some, uh, some interesting predictions. Um, one of the themes of uh, the races that we covered, just as uh, mine and yours, Sam, was uh, is similar to one of the predictions I've got. I've got uh, two DNFs uh, after the first four or five corners. Because uh, every time I've seen uh, or heard, uh, what's it, read about a, a France race, the first lap, there's always some sort of drama where someone crashes or someone's got damage. So I thought I'd go out there and be two DNS for the first four or five corners. And then continue with Joe's theme of not a Mercedes power or Red Bull power getting pole. I think if Ferrari get it right again and get the right settings, I think Leclerc will get a third consecutive pole, which is interesting where it could happen. And then... Also, carry on with the, the theme of Mercedes. I think they will mess up another pit stop, which will affect their strategy massively, either the positioning or just ruining Bottas's tyre again. I think something like that might happen again. Uh, and also, I've got both Alfa Romeos to score points because I think there'll be a lot of DNFs due to crashes, and I think they'll both be able to sneak their way into the points and, uh, yeah, see what happens from there on. But 
Yeah. And then obviously I think, because I couldn't think of a fifth, I'm going to do what Joe said. And I'm going to say Mazepin to spin four times over the weekend. Oh, Josh, do you think, Maz- do you think Mazepin will cause the crash? Uh, he'll be too far down to cause the crash unless he just forgets to break. <laughs> unless he just forgets to break. I, I think it'll just be chaos in the middle because it's quite a tight first corner. So, yeah. oh, no. I'm going to have to start the intro. Uh, like, Hello and welcome back to the anti-Nikita Mazepin podcast. <laughs> because, flipping it, how much do we need to insult the guy? Yes, enough as it is in the press. Never mind getting slated on this podcast as well. Admittedly, he's not great, but he's beaten Schumacher a few times. Once. He has a bit of pace and the car is letting him down. It, yeah. So stop slating him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scapegoat. It's a scapegoat. Why not you? Massive using? scapegoat, and it's unfair to the lad. I, I genuinely feel sorry for him. But yeah, I've gone for the opposite of what you've gone for, Josh. If your race sounds quite exciting, however, I'm predicting a very dull race. Anyway, on the Joe negativity side, uh, I've got uh, first one. I think Mercedes back to business for them. I think they'll have a good quality. Then they'll have a good race. I think one of them will win. I do think it will be Hamilton. But I wouldn't put it past Bottas winning personally. He needs a good finish, and why not? And Paul Ricard. Um, second of all, Ricardo, good points. I've said it a few times. Every podcast. I Every literally don't say this. I haven't. I said this like two or three times. But he will. I want to. <laughs> I'm. A, I like Ricardo, so I want to be the one that says this is the weekend, and I want to look back and be. Like, I told you so. But yeah, he. Um, it's it's a it's a not McLaren it's a Mercedes track, and McLaren have a Mercedes engine and Ricardo's a good driver who's not done very well but I think he'll get some good points this weekend and hopefully that'll be a confidence boost. I think Aston Martin will carry on their good form. There's a bit of a theme here. Uh, they're uh, I think they're still Mercedes engine as well. Or they uh, and. The fourth one, <laughs> carrying on this theme even further, I've got Russell into Q3. <laughs> I've basically wow. just gone for everyone with a Mercedes engine <laughs> to do well because Red Bull have been dominant over the last few um, over the last few tracks. So I just think everyone Mercedes will just have a great weekend in Paul Ricard. And um, my last one is no safety car, complete opposite to yours. Uh, there's so much runoff in France. Apart from at the first quarter, there's very unlikely to be a crash. And yeah, I just can't foresee there being a safety car unless, as I said, something goes wrong turn one, but drivers often play it safe turn one. So who knows? That's my top five. Uh, that's my what I expect to see this weekend. And uh, finally... Um, what are your guys' top five from first to last? As we need to be coherent for once in the order we do it in, because we normally mix it up per person. So we're starting with first, and then we're going finishing with fifth. Guys, what do you think? All right, if we must, um, I'm gonna carry on with your your theme of the Mercedes engine going to dominate this track. My uh, my podium has kind of come on the same theme. Uh, so I think Hamilton's going to win it. 
Um, but I still think Verstappen's going to be up there scraping or fighting with him because he's just too good. So I think he's going to come second. And then I've also got another Mercedes-powered car to come it's third. Norris. Norris. And obviously it's got to be your boy Norris to get another podium. And then I was tossing between him and Perez, but uh, the Mercedes-powered engine and the Mercedes- for the Mercedes track just uh, swayed it that way. So obviously Perez is in fourth. And then because I said Leclerc would get pole, he's got to be near the top five, so I put him in fifth as well. So pretty boring. Well, I've, so I've got a Mercedes mess up, so one of them's got to be the little scapegoat. So I've chosen Bottas, who's got no luck whatsoever. It's, it's always Valtteri. Joe, what do you think? Oh, I'm going to be a more positive on the Bottas side. So Joe, add a bit more positivity to this podcast. Wow, on, on Bottas, I think Bottas is going to win it. Um, but I do think there will be a non, obviously a non Mercedes and Red Bull getting polled. So I'm going to still go Hampton second, and then third, I'm going to go for a Ferrari. I I think oh, which one? I think I think Joe, what's happening to you, Joe? <laughs> what's going on with Joe? This isn't the Joe I know. Yes, I know. I hate uh, Ferraris, but. I think it'll do well. Um, then I think fourth and fifth will be Perez and Verstappen. Fair play. I have starting first at Hamilton, unsurprising. Mercedes engine. Well, of course, it is in the Mercedes, but yeah, he will do brilliantly because he needs to and will be spurred on by his mistake in. Uh, Baku and whenever he makes a mistake he always comes back so much stronger so I, I see him winning the race and I think probably qualifying pole second I got Verstappen just because them two are the best two drivers on the grid and I just don't see I, I, I un, unless Verstappen's tyre fails or something again I, I can see him uh, finishing top two. Third, I got Bottas finishing out the podium. So this isn't a very exciting prediction. Uh, but yeah, Bottas third. Fourth, I've got Lando. I've got the Mercedes engine getting Lando fourth. And fifth is your boy Perez because after the win, he's feeling like he's get, wants to give other people a chance to shine. And I, and I don't blame him. You know, he, he's he's such a great guy that he. He wants to share out the love, and that's why I think Perez will come fifth. But we'll still have a great race, uh, probably qualifying tenth, like he always does, and then just going up the grid like like uh, like butter, beautiful. But yeah, that is come back down to earth, isn't he, Perez? He he's letting people he's letting people do it. He's just a nice guy like that. Anyway, um, that concludes our preview of Paul Ricard. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, download, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Thank you as always. And we will see you for the review on Monday. Thank you.